Hello, I'm Charu Kamaria. I'm a writer, journalist, speaker, and podcaster based in the southeastern United States. And I started this show after many years of working in newsrooms where stories of the day are boiled down to just a few minutes. I want to go more in depth, talk about the things that we all should be noticing and discussing, and help you understand what the story really is. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Story with Charu. The season three opener, cannot believe that we're here in season three. Um, Just crazy how time flies when you're having fun. Um, So here we are. This is the season three opener and it was actually supposed to be something entirely different. Um, And COVID-19 kind of threw all of us, including your girl here, into complete chaos. So, okay, so when I started this podcast, I actually thought that I would be talking more about the news, um, you know, and how to kind of interpret and interpret and decipher some things that you were seeing on the news and the news is bombarding us and there's so many different, you know, places to get it, right? And then I quickly realized that in a podcast format, that's really hard to do because podcasts, um, you know, they, they sort of, the good podcasts kind of stand alone and stand the test of time. And you can't be too topical in them. For example, over the last few months, I have kept wanting to kind of do something about the Democratic primary. But then, you know, someone drops out, something happens, you know, so-and-so knocks one of the candidates out because they performed poorly in that state. So, yeah, anyway, I had just kind of decided that it's just a really hard topic, right? So I was trying to do more of that kind of stuff on the Instagram that goes with the show at the story with Charu. But COVID-19 is kind of, I, I feel like it is something and kind of what's happening right now is something that I do want to talk about. Um, and I debated even back and forth talking about it because I feel like some of us cannot talk any more about this. It's it's really anxiety producing and it's frustrating and it's very chaotic and very confusing, right? Um, and in fact, uh, you know, for me personally, okay, we were felt like the schools should close in an effort to spread, slow the spread. They were kind of giving us like this weird information, like we'll cancel this, but not school, this and that, right? So I kept kind of waiting like, okay, well, I don't want to really talk talk about this because they may end up canceling school. As of Friday, they had not. Sometime over the weekend, they did. So so starting tomorrow, I'm going to be like a homeschool parent and and that's going to be a lot of work. So I, um, I really was like, okay, you know, so much is just kind of fluid and change and changing. And I feel like trying to get a handle on what's happening is almost like, trying to take a picture of a raging river. Like if someone said, show me that river, I want to see what that river looks like. And I took a picture, but the picture is a static shot of a moment in time that changes. When the person looks at the photo, that river looks nothing like that anymore. And maybe this is a metaphor really for time and for life in general, that things do change and nothing is static. But these are all things that are hard for most of us to really own up to and... um you know, just kind of realize, I guess, you know, so it, so it's been a chaotic, difficult few days. It was really weird for us here in my family. 
when this first surfaced in China, I remember reading the Wall Street Journal and my husband and I were talking and he kind of said, hey, you know, you, do you, I don't know if you guys remember this, but they were actually urging people to not meet for Lunar New Year. And he said, you know, this is the kind of thing that you got to watch because the world is so interconnected now and pandemics have been such a part of human history that this is the kind of thing that could easily come to our shores and how would we react and all that stuff. And, you know, slowly and surely, or maybe not that slowly, it did. And so um, it's kind of been on my radar, but it obviously, it's something that produces anxiety for a lot of people. So... I wanted to kind of share some of the things that I've been doing and some of my thoughts on this. And I don't really want to keep harping about it, but I do have a feeling that things are going to change and they're going to keep changing and we're in for an um, adventure, all of us together. So one of the things that kind of kept coming to me while just all of this has been unfolding is this um, adage from the British, keep calm and carry on. And y- most of us might have seen this like on coffee mugs or magnets and stuff like that. You know, it was about maybe 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago. It was everywhere. Like you'd, you'd go to any store, there would be keep calm and carry on, keep calm and carry on. And they were other things like keep calm and have a cocktail or whatever, right? And keep calm and carry on was actually like a propaganda little saying that the British had come up with during World War II. So imagine World War II, London, um, they're being bombed by Axis powers, Germany in particular, the Blitz, and it's a really scary time, right, for them. And it, it, they had come up with this thing to kind of say, like, look, it is tough, and we all acknowledge it, but there's really nothing we can do but keep calm and carry on. So chin up, you know, soldier on, and keep moving forward because this is your new reality kind of thing, right? And this keeps coming back to me as COVID-19 is slowly climbing and steadily climbing in our nation. And when I look at what other countries did and did not do to control this the spread, I'm really tempted to talk about epidemiology and the science and all that, but I'm, I'm not a scientist and I've decided that I'm really not going to talk about that. But I'm a reporter and a journalist and in that training, I'm kind of a jack of all trades So I know enough to be a little freaked out right now. I'm trying really hard not to be. So these are the things that I am doing to kind of keep that in check and kind of acknowledge that things are going to be um, inconvenient for most of us. And you know what? If that's all I have to deal with in the next few months is inconvenience, I should count myself very fortunate because some people, this will severely impact and they may even lose their lives because of this. So um, here's what I'm doing. Um, I'm looking at only a select few non-inflammatory sort of news sources. Newspapers are kind of always out in our house, and we've actually started putting those up so the kids don't read them and become more anxious. There's an episode on this that I did call Learn to Discern, and it was, um, I want to say it was the second episode of season one. It was definitely in season one. And I kind of talked about how to really discern what news sources are a little bit more on the sensational or inflammatory side and which ones kind of just are really telling you straight up what it is. And I, of course, suggest that you look at everything to kind of come up with whatever's in the middle. But now might not be a good time for that. Maybe now all of us need to... um, take a step back, okay, from all of that and recognize that it's making us more crazy than helping. But I do like the CDC's website. Um, 
because it's just the facts and it's it's pretty easy to read. There's sections that are very easy to read. Someone did a pretty good job of writing all of that up. And so I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. That's been probably one of my favorites because um, it is just straight up the numbers and trajectory and it's, it's a good one. Um, I'm also trying to really come back to the present moment and um, we'd actually started doing this in my house a few months back because I had read this study on gratitude and the the powerful benefits of being grateful, okay? And I want to say, I'm not a stick your head in the sand and don't acknowledge what's happening around you kind of person. I'm very grounded, pragmatic, and able to see what's clearly happening around me. But I think this is just an even more important time to take a moment to remember, well, what's happening exactly right around me? Well, the truth of the matter is I'm doing this podcast and I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that I can do this, right? So that's thing number one. And I've been working on it with my family and the whole family has to say something like the three things you're most thankful for. The dog keeps coming up like a lot, by the way, for somebody who does absolutely nothing, he comes up a lot, but we've been doing that. And this is something that we're going to continue to do. Um, to kind of just bring ourselves back to what really matters, okay? And I'm trying to remember that what do I really have control over and what do I not have control over? And I can't, I can only do so much to help other people. So what can I do? Well, getting mad at someone who's not understanding the severity of this is not going to help anybody. I can lead by example, by showing courage, by talking in terms of all of us working together and I can look in on my neighbors that don't have as much as I do. Neighbor, families who the school was probably the only good meal that kid got all week, right? Well, there are food banks that are collecting now for those folks. Elderly neighbors, of which I have a lot, um, that are more immunocompromised or they're in the bracket of people that are most affected by this. So doing things for those people. If we can all look at someone kind of that has less than us, I think that's really going to help us a lot. So those are the things that I'm doing. I think this is going to be a really good wake up call for all of us to be really intentional and kind of mindful more. Uh, I was making a salad yesterday and I took the yolk out of a hard boiled egg and I threw it away because that's what I always do because I don't like them. I just want the egg white. And I remember stopping to think that if if I could only get eggs, maybe less, right? Like once a week, instead of whenever I want, I might not throw this away anymore. And so being intentional and mindful of the things that you have, I think that's going to be good for all of us, honestly. I think a lot of us need that. I really do. So um, I also just want to say that well, okay, before I say that, let me say this. In addition to the CDC website, I got forwarded this great article about talking to kids about COVID-19, and I honestly found it helpful for me as a grown woman. I've also got a few great fact check and Snope sites on there because so much false information is going around. This is just a great thing to put in there and determine if something is true or untrue. I would caution against getting into any kind of social media word war of words with somebody because I don't think that goes anywhere. Um, and also I put on in the show notes, the FEMA emergency preparedness link every year when I was a reporter in Asheville, we would do a story. It was the hurricane season. 
we would do a story about emergency preparedness because emergency preparedness month is in September. And it was a big story in the Asheville area, mountains of Western North Carolina because of snowstorms too. So this is just some great stuff um, of how to think about being prepared in an emergency. It's not about getting anxious. It's not about um, freaking out and buying something that really won't come in handy, like toilet paper, if you didn't have running water. It's about thinking through and being calm, sort of just being prepared. This might not be a good time to make a store run, but you may have some of this stuff already in your house, and it might be a good idea to just kind of put all that stuff in one place and be mindful of it, you know? And when this passes, because it will, everything does, um, definitely the FEMA emergency preparedness link is so helpful. I've always loved what they've done. So, um, I'd, oh, okay. Let me talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming season. So, okay. I said this was not supposed to be the first episode. It was supposed to be something entirely different because the last few months I've been working just really diligently. This thing has exploded. Everyone I asked for an interview said yes and um, pretty much, and I have all this stuff in the works too. I think we're going to be doing that more by phone. So I, I have these like amazing interviews to share with you and people and their stories. And there is so much goodness and great folks like all around us all the time. And they have such amazing things to say. So I can't wait to bring those things to you. And um, a theme that kept coming up, and you'll see as the season continues, because I interview like all these different people that are different in every way imaginable, but this theme kept coming up, be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think we should all really lean into that because the next few months will be uncomfortable for us. And we need to be okay with that, that it's the it's uncertain. We don't really know. And we may not know. And so we're going to have to get comfortable with that, be mindful. Um, I think I want to tell all of you that we're all strong and resilient. So I know that we can be inconvenienced and we're going to be just fine. Um, we will be mindful of our resources, grateful for what we have, and we can show leadership to our friends and neighbors, and we can show courage to the people around us by coming to the table um, and doing all those things. We don't need to wait for a leader to show us we can do we can be that leader, I think. Um, we're all here because our ancestors faced adversity and they overcame it. You wouldn't be here today if they had not. So you we will all do this. We're all in this together. Um, I know we can. I think we'll have to take it day by day and just be very present with all of this. I really appreciate you listening. Again, check the show notes for some helpful links and um, follow me as always on at uh, the story with Charu on Instagram. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy. You can support this show by subscribing it, liking it, and sharing it with others. And you can also follow the show on Instagram 
at the story with Charu. That's on Instagram. It's all lowercase, all one word, at the story with Charu. That's where I post pictures of our guests. And I also have um, more fresh takes about current events that we really can't get to in a podcast format. And sometimes just random things from around the globe or just everyday life. You can also find more information about me on my website, charukamaria.com. That's C-H-A-R-U-K-U-M-A-R-H-I-A dot com. Again, that's also one word. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy.